<laughs> Yo, um, welcome back, everybody. It's been a minute. Another episode of Not Your Typical Booty Scratchers. Um, I think a lot's been going on in the world since we last hopped on this joint. But I don't know, bro. How you feeling, man? I'm good, man. Um, the weather looks beautiful nowadays, <laughs> minus today, because Chicago weather's bipolar. For real. Um, but the 80s um, in the past two weeks has been beautiful. My plants are starting to grow a little bit more. They're a little alive. You a plant dad? I'm like a stepfather. <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't go out to buy them, but people kind of give them to me and shit. Thanks. So I'm like, okay, I'm obligated to, to take care of them. Do, uh, they know that's you funny. Well, <laughs> do they know you well enough to get you like the plants that you just got to water once a month? Bro, yeah, of course, oh, facts, bro. Facts. I'm not, what? I can't, any, any plant that's like, Temperature dependent, or you gotta water. You know what I'm saying? With this extra shit, no, Can I'm like do it. real basic plant dad. Like the plants be cool. You probably water them once a week, put them out in some sun, and and they're a one. So I'm gonna get more into your business. What kind of plants do you have? Oh wow, they're gonna hate me once they hear this. I don't know Damn. the names. I don't know the technical names. I just know that they're alive and green. And green. That's <laughs> that's all that matter. They get a lot of sunlight. I water them both. Once a week, I want to say so. Thanks. Yeah, that's about it. That's I'm about not it. ready for that yet. I'll stick with my dog. Yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty safe right there. Yeah, how's everything else though, bro? I'm good, man. Um, you know, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, so I've been trying to take some time into like really locking into that. Um, work is work. You know, it's not getting any easier. Uh, it's not getting too hard, but um. Work is work. Nine to five, I think, is something that we all kind of don't want to do. Man. Um, but overall, I'm blessed. I'm happy with life right now. No complaints my way. What about you? How you feeling? So you we were just talking about how it's harder and harder to wake up every day. I think as this weather is getting nicer and nicer, bro, I'm like, yo, I got to find a way out. Like, <laughs> for real, I got to find a way out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have no problem, like going to work and doing what I got to do for my eight hours and then, you know, going about my life. But it all it's starting to feel more and more like it's not enough hours in the day. Mm. And it's like by We're the time I'm off the clock and I'm, you know, debrief or, you know, wind down for like 30 minutes before I start trying to get into my entrepreneurial shit, I look at the clock and it's time to go to bed and then mm. do the shit all over again. So... Let me let me ask you this real quick. When you clock out of work in that 30 minutes to an hour time, what do you do? Like you like scrolling through some shit, you like what's your what's I, your kind of calm down effect? I think it really depends on the day. Um real shit. Like when the weather is nice, I for sure always try and at least get outside and take like a walk or something. I do too. Yep. Um you know, I obviously had a responsibility of walking my dog, but that's completely different than like taking some time to yourself. Um so, like, I try to do that. Sometimes I do find myself, like, scrolling social media, trying to catch up on what I didn't see for, like, the last eight hours. But mm -hmm. at times, bro, that shit gets too overwhelming. Like, trying to go through everybody's story, that's not going to work. I hate, like, how the algorithm is messed up. You see stuff from three days ago when you're just trying to see what's going on right now. Like My algorithms are all basketball models. That's the only two things that pop up. And once I started seeing that pattern, I'm like, okay, like, and they kind of figured me out, so let me kind of take Chill a step out. back. Yeah, like, but to that point, y'all know I'm in digital marketing. I'm gonna get y'all some game. Um, iOS, if you haven't already heard, has a new update where you basically like all these social media platforms, delivery apps, and all of that. They now have to ask you if you want to be tracked. Um, mm. So if you haven't updated your phone, update to that newest iOS, like 14.5. And, you know, don't allow any of that shit so that when you're scrolling Google or you're in your email, you won't get all these random ads and they won't be studying you. You'll just have like a native platform that you get to see all the shit you want to see, you know, so. Tracking your cookies and all that shit and storing your data. And if you don't want to do that and you want them to track you because you like being served ads, then... Some people actually like that shit, low-key. Bro, I know a lot of Instagram victims, like the people who be, <laughs> like, shopping. <laughs> them shopping ads be getting people, bro, and it's so messed up. But it's like, you got to have self-control. That's true. But That's if you true. don't want to do that, um, 
just use incognito windows you know what i'm saying like you won't get tracked um get a vpn or something like that have you ever purchased something off ad nah bro i don't trust them bro mm. like i have like trust issues in that sense like i be feeling one i really if i purchase something bro i want to physically be able to touch it or i want to know that i'll have it within like two days like i hate having to wait for stuff to get shipped like get lost in the mail or like nah let me ask you this you have amazon yes i do okay today okay. okay like i got that joint where if it don't come in two days but if it's not gonna come with prime oh, you got the prime shit. yeah bro oh, okay. I, that nigga living lavish damn hey man i'm paying for convenience True shit. Even though y'all just didn't send me a reminder about my subscription renewing and just took a hundred and twenty <laughs> bucks out of my account, like <laughs> of all about convenience. I pay I paid for it. I signed up for it. Um for um coming to America, America too. too. Yeah, to watch with my family and shit. So everybody's over the crib and when they left, I'm like, okay, let me cancel this shit, bro. I cannot find <laughs> how to cancel <laughs> my subscription. You gotta do it online. I've been trying, bro. I don't, I don't know what the link is or what the finesse or if they like buried it under a paragraph somewhere. I got you. We gonna appreciate politic. it. Appreciate, we gonna politic. It. appreciate it. But aside from that, bro, I'm blessed. Ramadan is over. Thirty days of discipline. Um, kind of learned a lot more about myself this year. Um, just in terms of what I can withstand and what I cannot withstand. Um, mm. Ready to conquer the rest of you know this year successfully and productively but i think we talk about this all the time i'm a product of the weather bro when it's nice outside i'm happy speaking speaking of which um the weather's beautiful now i'm sure you've seen when you go outside everybody and their mama's outside so i live in high park bro every that's you right next to the lake too right promontory point so have you been able to take full advantage have you been able to get outside and go out to your favorite spots and get your well, I'm living proof that the vaccine does work. <laughs> Go get your shots. Magnus don't stick to my arms. We Gucci. Spokesperson for Johnson & Johnson right here. <laughs> Spokesman right here. Nah, I got the Pfizer, though. Don't play with me. <laughs> um, have I gotten outside? No, not really just yet. But I will say that mentally I feel a lot more comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. it's a huge like weight off of my shoulder just knowing that I can go around my own people I can go around like my sick family members my girl's family and like not have to worry about putting anybody in danger so I'm I'm happy that Chicago has decided to open back up CDC wild for that that no mask requirement shit that shit was kind of crazy yeah there's too many people out here lying about them getting vaccinated for me to even trust that Mm -hmm. you know like uh uh-uh yeah, I've been outside. Um, I hit the Riverwalk last weekend, and it's like all of Chicago kind of like descended upon the Riverwalk. Mm-hmm. So everybody's drinking wine, everybody's drinking beer, people walking outside, no masks. So honestly, it feels like we're post-pandemic. Like, yeah. I didn't see one mask on that Riverwalk at all. Um, but honestly, I'm kind of glad that we kind of made it past that kind of surge we had. Mm. Um, I guess now we're trying to reach herd immunity. Um, I'm not vaccinated, so I could just put that out there. Um, but I kind of practice the same kind of, you know, mask policies, social distancing, um, all the PPE, stuff like that. So um, I feel pretty healthy. Um, I'm glad to be outside. I got to go to the Bulls game, which is dope. Ooh, how was they that? They played Brooklyn. KD, how, nice, oh, bro. Man. KD, KD bro, not even. He's the best. I would say out of all the basketball games I've seen outside of LeBron and Chris Paul, he could pass the ball, bro. Yeah. He got dimes. He could play. I believe that, bro. KD is a – he's the full package. And, like, the fact that he stepped up defensively and actually commits on the defensive side these days, like – Bro, I don't think he he fucked up his Achilles. Honestly. (laughs) You like, think it was bro, a hoax? You see this man, you see, you seen that video of him falling down and falling on his arm, and he jumping up and blocking. Like sh- yeah, bro, it's crazy. It's crazy. He's um, he's a once in a lifetime talent. Let me ask you this though: you said you were talking about his scoring ability. Well, you kind of alluded to his passing ability too. Mm-hmm. But have you ever seen Melo live? Nah, that's one play I've never seen live. Me either. But whenever people talk about like ability to score 
and I think of recent times, I just think about the fact that Melo from all areas on the court used to be a walking bucket. Bro, I remember when they used to play against Kobe in the in the West. It was a match. He was a dog, bro. He, even even in New York, I'm going to say even outside of Denver in New York, like 60-point games. I remember that three he hit over Luol Dane. I like spun around the rim yeah, and shit like some 2K shit. So Melo is definitely a bucket. He's a bucket. The newest bucket. I, I That man, Luka Doncic, everything that I've yeah. ever said wrong about you. Are you saying all you, Luka? I'm sorry, bro. No, he's a dog. Like, i just been watching what he's doing in this Clippers series, bro. He's having it his way. Telling Pepev you too small and talking shit and dunking on Mark Morris. And he's a bucket, bro. I'm Luca, I'm sorry. This is me publicly saying this, bro. I doubted you. I thought you were just like another white European player. Um, mm-hmm. But you're a bucket. <laughs> and you're a franchise player. You're MVP. For real. Candidate, so. I really wish he had a better partner in crime. You know, KP is nice, but... He ain't what he was in in New York. I think um, Tim Hardaway Jr. is getting there. He getting there. I think I he's mean, getting there. His, he finally found his shot again, so Facts. I'm I'm happy about that. And I always been a Tim Hardaway fan, so I'm happy he getting the recognition that he deserves. And playing alongside Luca, you gotta be got to be something nice and and contribute. So speaking it's working out. Speaking of our Hoopers, um, let's talk about your boy uh, Jermaine Cole, who's playing in Africa right now. Um, and I guess we could just dive into Jake Cole's whole kind of rollout um, in general. Um, how do you feel about Cole kind of taking his talents to basketball bas- league in Africa? How do you? It's weird. I mean, I I think it's dope that he's getting to pursue that career of his, a dream, like bringing his dream to life. But it's also like, damn, G, like. Are you really even like that? Yeah, them good? niggas can hoop, bro. That's, like, that's all I'm gonna say. Like the U.S. plays African countries in the Olympics. Like you think you're going out there, shit gonna be sweet. Like the world is caught up hooping wise. Like Nigerians can hoop, Ghanaians can hoop. Like all of Africa can ball now. So, um, how do you feel about him? Kind of they're saying, or I guess one of the guys that's like a front runner for MVP is saying that. Cole is taking people's jobs in in the league and so apparently they were they had what tw- 20 people on the team but there was only 15 roster spots and okay. Cole made the squad you know like competed and made the squad so like when you hear stuff like that then you actually think like all right he must have game but <laughs> you know you see the highlights and then you see the highlights bro and it legitimately looks like a rec league hooper playing with professionals does he start is he a starter i hope not okay okay i, I, need, I need to confirm that because if he made the team and he started then it's definitely a celebrity politics yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely pol- i mean at the end of the day just look at floyd mayweather fighting this logan paul dude like People I'm are doing. I'm sorry, I'm gonna watch that. By the way, I'm sorry. Exactly, and that's what they want. They want the views. They want the popularity. They want all of that. This right. basketball Africa League at the end of the day is a new league. It's a bunch of quote unquote unknown players. So adding J Cole gives it a little bit more hype. You know, adds more visibility to it. So I, I get it from a money play, yep. but to that that one player who came out and said he taking food out of people's mouth, he is. You know, because it's, I'm pretty sure there's somebody else who didn't make that roster spot who will right now give J. Cole 60 points. And uh, I'm sure, like, something that homie said, too, that I thought was real important. He was like, I live in a basketball world. I don't live in a celebrity world. So the the person's spot he might have took, like, their life might be just basketball. Like, that yep. might be their purpose. Yeah. J. Cole could hopscotch between mm-hmm. basketball, rapping, doing shows. So... I feel him on that point, but I also do see the opposite side of the coin. I think J. Cole is definitely great for publicity. Um, I think Luol Deng is involved in it too, so shout out to him. Um, just trying to get, you know, more basketball attention in Africa. Yeah, We've had, um, even though Giannis claims he's Greek, Giannis, uh, Joel, you know, players like Hakeem, Dikembe, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. those guys. So um, shout out to them for putting the spotlight on Africa and kind of reaching – into the talent pool there the right way i think uh just hopping from j cole from basketball 
to the off season, his album. Fire. That was one of the best productions I've heard fire. this year thus far. Fire, 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 yeah. fire. I think, um, I mean, he he did like a YouTube segment where he was just talking about how basketball and music for him are one and the same. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's at his peak, he feels like he's been practicing, he's been hooping, he's been in the studio. So, like, I can see why this album came out cold as hell. Because, right, right. you know, he was working with top tier NBA trainers. And so this album was fire, dog. I um, think it was well worth the wait. But he shouldn't be hooping. I think I think something I really want to see that stands out to me. J. Cole and 21 should do a project. That's just me because mm. they them two the what's the um, a lot. Yeah. And then this one is I'm blanking on the name of it. Either way, two great tracks, bro, and it's it's like two different styles. Like, yeah, I feel like J. Cole pulls a side of 21 where 21 gets into like a different bag, and them together on just uh, any beat is like, it's a match made of heaven. How do so. you feel about 21 as an artist? I love 21. Me too. I love 21. I think Granted, he's very talented and versatile. Granted, like, a lot of his lyrics aren't the healthiest you know what I'm saying? But we'd all be hypocrites to say we didn't listen to shit like Facts. that. So I if anything, I respect twenty one's like come up, his background, um, and kind of what he's preaching now. You know, he's putting his homies on. Um, he preaches entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really intelligent. Like you hear him talk and do interviews, he's real real dope person. So I rock with twenty one. Yeah, I do too. He just dropped a, a project too, right? Recently. Feel like it, it got swept under the rug, but I, I think Yeah, him and Metro, I think. Yeah, he just dropped the project. I haven't tuned into it, but what you been listening to lately aside from Cole? Oh wow. Nothing else but Cole, bro. I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. I think um like I think you said in the last episode I've been going back to a lot of stuff. So I saw that the drought not the drought, dedication to mixtape anniversary was last weekend, so Favorite mixtape of all time, bro. I feel Dedication like, to yeah, Bach. You yeah. feel me? That, that, <laughs> I'm like, already doing I know exactly where I was in my life at that point. And I think around that time, I was still trying to figure out, like, hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Like, bars. Like, understanding bars and punchlines. But it was, like, something about that project. Like, it just clicked for me. Everything clicked, like. And Wayne was just on one, bro. Bro, he was on another level on that whole tape. It's just amazing, oh, bro. Like oh, that whole tape. Favorite mixtape of all time yeah. by far. The drought is my share. All the droughts are my shit too. But it's just dedication too, bro. It's just something about that mixtape, man. I just remember being on the north side and you everybody one night only. That song. That just oh, that's just fire too. Yeah, <laughs> I have no doubt. That shit right there. Yeah, bro. That just took me back. Right, right. He got that joint too with uh him and Jewel's got that one. Yeah, um, black president. They got a couple bangers together, bro. The black Republicans. Black shit. Republicans. Yep, there you yep, go. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, yep, drought. Man. You ain't check out Nudie tape, Young Nudie. Uh, I don't bang with Nudie, bro. I seen I seen him and Herb's collab. That's just tough. I rock with that, but. I feel like I don't know enough nudie. Like, I wasn't put on super early, so now I'm kind of trying to catch up. It's like that. This is best tape thus far. Okay. Like, the production on that, you know, you making beats and all of that, bro, you should check out, check that out. I'm going to tune in. I'm going to tune in. That shit fire. But yeah, I'm still on my old school wave, too. I'm right there with you. I heard you listening to DMX and shit like that. DMX, shout out to DMX. He has a project coming out soon. Um, Rest in peace to the legend. So... Last bit, Nicki Minaj. Mm, she just shout dropped, out to Nicki, that's for sure. She just redropped that. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the tape. Was it? I think it's Beam Me Up, Scotty. Scotty. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she just broke records, you know, for like having the most played, re-released joint. Um, but that seeing green on there, her Wayne and Drake, man, best verse. You give it to you. Drake killed that shit, bro. Man. Yeah, Drake killed that shit, When bro. he dropped He's, that Putin Russian line, bruh. I was like, okay, it's done. Like, <laughs> he say some double sweet, some step your sweet, yeah. some double. I'm like, shit, nigga. <laughs> shit. <laughs> but Wayne spazzed on that one, too. You yeah, know, I, thought, I thought Wayne had it, bro. I thought Wayne had it. 
And Nikki was like the the Nikki killed it too. I'm not taking anything away from Nikki, but like between Wayne and Drake, I feel like Nikki kind of held the transition. Mm-hmm. And then Drake came on there, bro, and like Drake usually does, you know, he bodies it, which kind of leads us to our next topic. Drake is artist of the decade, according to Billboard. So I, I want to ask you, man, just how do you feel about Drake, number one, as an artist and kind of your introduction to him? And where do you kind of rank him in terms of the game and top hip hop artists? The light skinned Canadian with the fake accents. Where do you. Where do you put Drizzy? In, uh, on one end, I love Drake, and I say that he is one of the best artists the game has ever seen. 3,000% agree. On the other end, I sometimes feel like Drake is a culture vulture. I've heard. Okay. Okay. I like Okay, I like where we're going. Let's do it. But at the same time, I can't feel that way because music is about adaptability mm-hmm. and you know, being able to be versatile. So, like, the fact that he's able to hop on a, a a track and do some London drill and then, you know, come back and start singing and then come back and, you know, hit you with some bars, it's like, that's actually some talent, bro. Like Versatile. His, yeah, you know, like, what he does and it's stamped, you know, most artists of the decade. Like, that's stamped, bro. Like, so he's in the history books. Um Do we know if he truly writes everything? See, and this is, I'm happy we made it to this point. This is a thing with rap music, like, I guess major artists, like a lot of times, I guess outside of like, you can exclude like a Nas or a a Jay-Z, but I feel like for major records, there's always writers in the room. Like you need to have people to bounce bounce ideas off of whether it's like your engineer whether it's other rappers in the room like a rapper might like you might hold my say some and beanie seagull be like nah say it like this or scratch mm-hmm. it and mood is here like that's a part of the game now when we talk about reference tracks like that's different that's like you basically a nigga giving you the sauce and you running with it because your voice sound better that's that's a different ball game. Right, right, right. But I will say this. I respect Drake because I feel like everybody in hip-hop is trying to take him down. Yeah. I love Meek. Meek is one of my favorite artists. Meek tried to take him down. Um, Puff tried to take him down in a way. Uh, who else? Swiss got some smoke with him. Um, and it's just like people come for Drake left and right. Mm-hmm. But when that back-to-back dropped, the world was quiet. Pusha T came for Drake. Um but Drake, I feel like he had to get personal with him. Yeah, like you know, like Drake is a Drake is a once in a lifetime artist. Yeah, um, that's your, a goldmine for Wayne. Wayne for real, yeah. Wayne really Wayne, and shout out to Wayne because he's a visionary for Nicki as well. Um, I just feel like Drake is so good at what he does. Like, it's not a lot of rappers that can say shit and everybody relates to it from. You know, from both perspectives, from mm-hmm. you know, he can make a caption for dudes, he can make a caption for girls. Like Jay Z can't do that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's a talent, and just from fucking so far gone to the comeback season, like he's been on this shit. Like I, I cannot take away from that man. So two separate questions: best Drake taper album, mm-hmm. in your opinion, mm-hmm. and then. Your favorite Drake Taper album? I think mine might be the same one, man. For real, for real. I think me, I know Take Care is like the consensus, but nothing was the same to me is like amazing, bro. Like that intro with the three, with the beat flips and the, Bro, like 40 killed that, Drake yes, killed sir. that, and he's rapping, like rapping, rapping, like rapping, real, rapping. real shit. Like the the Drake that people wanted, like we want you to rap, we don't want you to sing. I feel like he accomplished that with that album. Um, and I think that's also my favorite. But me personally, my favorite kind of Drake is like no hook, just rap. Like that's my favorite, the 5 a.m. in Toronto, whatever, mm-hmm, Calabasas mm-hmm. shit. Like, when he when he does that, that's my favorite type of Drake. So, what, what is it for you? What you rock with? 
I'm tied between nothing was the same and take care. Take care is great, bro. I think I'm. This may be like left as hell, but I think my favorite uh, Drake song ever is Houston Land of Vegas. Okay, controller. It's not controller. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a but great song. It is. That puts you in like a certain it, vibe, like yeah, bro, it's different. It's it just, different. I think that's yeah, man. But I know that's um, Lust for Life. That's what I'm thinking. Houston, Atlanta. Okay, okay, um, yeah, Houston, Atlanta. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but the whole so far gone itself, bro. Like, what's the joint he got with Lloyd on there? Um, a little slow. Uh, um, bro, I know it. Um, night off, a night off. Oh, that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like that, that joint right there, like. I think the whole so far gone. I got like memories. Like I remember where I was at when I heard each and every. Those are the classics. You feel bro. me? Like those are the classics. So, but take care though. I think my high school basketball season. I listened to that for like an entire season. Like I had to before every game, just cause only on camera. Only on uh, yeah, yeah, that, that shit. shit man, like, that beat is crazy. Man, too. how he just switch up in the middle, like. Word but, on road, click about to blow. Mm-hmm. Classic, classic, classic. But shout out to Drake, man. The light skin from Canada doing a damn thing. Different um, accents for different days of the week, man. And I, I appreciate that about Drake too. Like at this point, man, when I when I found out that the way he talks doesn't sound like how he raps, I was kind of put off by it. But that's the world now. Yep. Like, Damson, you know, Damson, Damson, that shit hurt me, bro. I'm like, this nigga from the UK, and I love my UK people, but it's just, it's so, so shocking to me. And yes, um, LMA, too, LMA, I thought the same thing, and I heard her talk. I'm like, okay, this is different. But, I mean, if 21 is from the UK, you know, we can embrace everyone from the UK. On the topic of Damson, you know he said he learned how to do the English accent from trying to woo women as a kid and, like, sing them Keep Sweat. Like, he used to try and sing women Keep Sweat songs, and then, like, that's how he perfected the English accent. Damson is different, bro. He's that's, very different. <laughs> some different shit. <laughs> He's very different, dog. That's um, different. That's different. Shout out to Damson, man. Shout out real. to him. Bring Snowfall back. I'm I've excited been, for this next season. I've been seeing a lot of algorithms uh, where Damson is always on my Twitter timeline, just... Doing some wild shit. Right. It's either like a girl kind of liking his selfies or whatever, or it's him and I think Giggs from the UK or something talking about the Black Skin Committee and shit like that. But they hilarious. I respect, I respect Damson. So yeah, shout out to him. Facts. In other news, staying on the topic of popular stuff, Kwame Brown has been taking the world by storm right now my dog's been dying to talk about this topic i have (laughs) i've like joined the cult (laughs) i purchased like a mcdonald's all-american kwame brown jersey dog you're lying for real number 54 for 50 bucks i'm like yo this is about to be worth some bread sometime soon bro like kwame brown really killing shit that's crazy you know how much convincing of me you'd have to do for me to you must be talking that talk. For those who don't know, um, Kwame Brown has taken the time, you know, after 20 years of receiving insults <laughs> from some of the greatest players to ever play basketball. Better than me. Um, oh, shit. He has finally taken the time to, to respond um, to people's insults. Uh, on, on the All The Smoke podcast uh, featuring Jeannie Buss, Matt Barnes, and Steven Jackson, took it upon themselves to kind of make a joke out of Kwame Brown when Jeannie Buss was saying that, you know, they traded Kwame and I'm blanking on the other guy's Marcus name. Hall. Marcus Gasol. for, who was it, Paul Gasol? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were snickering and saying, no, you only traded Marcus Gasol, like Kwame Brown doesn't count. And he essentially has taken the time to tell people, like, one, you know, I'm not a bust, essentially. Like, I took my mama out the hood and put on a golf course and bought her a crib at the age of 18. You know, how many people was able to do that? You know, he um, was speaking to the fact that Michael Jordan didn't even want him on the Wizards and wanted to trade him. Um, So he was kind of in an unfortunate Mm -hmm. circumstance in which he was never groomed or 
develop to become what he could have been. You know, and granted, he should have done it by himself, but you're in the NBA, you're supposed to have people, you know, kind of like pushing you. You're an 18 year old kid coming to high school. Number one draft pick. Number one, high, number one draft pick. On top of that, he has also been speaking to the fact that the media pits black people against other black people in an effort to gain traction and gain views. Um, so like this, all the smoke stuff is really them putting down other black men, you know, for their own glorification, which isn't cool. And uh, he's been coming at people like Stephen Jackson. I mean, well, Stephen A. Smith. Shooting everywhere, bro. Shooting Charlemagne the God, Roy Hibbert. Um, you came about Roy Hibbert? Bro, what do you say about Roy? Roy Hibbert was on a show with Stephen A. Smith of in course, which he said. Of course, of course. His first time meeting Kwame Brown was at like a WWE event. And, you know, him being 6'10 and Kwame being 6'9, he was like, yo, like. You're somebody I look up to. Like, I, w I just want to meet you. He said Kwame Brown and his entourage just walked past him and, like, didn't acknowledge him. Kwame mm. Brown basically called bullshit and said that never happened. Um, Stephen A. Smith was like, I know that. Basically, I know that never happened because Kwame Brown doesn't have an entourage. Who is that guy? You wow. know? Basically try to come at him and stuff. Um, <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all of that, to say, I think my <laughs> the biggest reason why I wanted to bring this up was because uh, it comes a time where you, you actually do have to defend yourself, um, speak to all of your accomplishments, and kind of prove people wrong because people did come down on him as a, as a basketball player. He even made a joke himself like, yeah, me and Kobe scored 82. You know, he had 81, I had one. But, <laughs> I was sending all the screens. Right, I was shit. sending all right. the screens. You know, like he understands what he did and didn't do in the mm -hmm. league but he's been able to pay for kids to go to school you know he has his own land and farm and businesses of his own and that are prospering so it's like you have to tell complete sides of the story don't just sell one side so that you know you up i'm a, i'm a, i want to say this too i think kwame brown kind of jumped the gun being like Steven, I mean, not Stephen A, but Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes are basically tearing down like Baby. other from all the all the smoke that I've seen. Like, mm -hmm. I haven't really seen them really get into that. Really, it's really more about like player experiences, facts, and things facts. like that. But you know, Kwame Brown is absolutely right. Like, you know, that's disrespect. Like, this is a man that you know had all the pressure in the world coming out of high school. You just telling me that. Mike can't want you. Now, if Mike don't want you, that's Michael Jordan. Like, it's like being blackballed almost. So, you know, he has a lot of that pressure on him. Um, then he goes to play with the GOAT, yeah, one Kobe. of the GOATs. And, you know, now it's Kobe that's on you every day. So for him to last as long as he did in the NBA, I think, you know, that means that in practice and what you didn't see on the court, like, he worked hard. Like, I wouldn't just give a contract to somebody to be a starter if you couldn't hoop. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Take come off the bench. You know, from what I remember, he started a good amount of his career. Yeah, without a, a, aside so, from the Wizards. Okay, yeah. okay. Being a rookie and okay, okay. On the Wizards he was definitely bench gang. Uh <laughs> playing them dirty them them dirty minutes. Clean up minutes. Yeah, yeah, clean up minutes. So but how do you know, feel? Man. How do you feel about the the whole media kind of like black people using other black people? I think there's some validity to it. I mean, one of the most popular black women on television. Well, I'll say two of them: Oprah and Wendy Williams. True. Just think about what they do with their platforms, and they'll speak super highly of other people. But when it comes to our people, they take every opportunity that they can to bash them. Wendy for sure. Right. You know? For sure. So I just look at that. I mean, I I don't watch Stephen A. Smith just because I don't believe that he takes a, a true stance on stuff. I think he really just says things because he's either told to by ESPN or because he knows that it'll go viral and, you know, make him earn his bucks. Mm -hmm. But, like, some of the critique that – he makes it's just like outlandish bro you know some of these people personally and you be talking about them as if like they're just a number that's kind of weak to me so 
And I also think, like, um, see, Kwame Brown kind of falls into the, like, as an athlete, like, you have to be critical. Like, it's just kind of part of the sport. Like, everybody gets evaluated. Facts. You know, like, we're talking about people that ride the bench and people that start, people that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it comes with it. But I feel like he's absolutely right because there's a lot of niggas that got drafted high that's didn't last as long. Like, Anthony Bennett was in the league for, like, a year. Yep. Ain't nobody saying shit about him. You know what I'm saying? And to something that I heard Darko too. Darko Milicek. Right, right. Them type of cats, you know? And something that, um, you know, we talked about off camera is like the Breakfast Club and Charlemagne. And Charlemagne kind of like huh. throwing him under the bus. And I, I realized like as much mental health and this nigga favorite word is anxiety and as much mental health as he preaches, like, He's the first one to throw somebody under the bus for the ratings. He's the first to kind of criticize somebody. Um, you know, and I guess it's all part of entertainment. But I feel like, I don't know if it's like what sells is you, it's like you feel like you have to do that. Like, I don't think, I just haven't seen a lot of shows where it's like we could be completely objective and be successful. I feel like the ones that do the numbers, they're always trying to find somebody to throw under the bus. Like LeBron, Skip Bayless, LeBron, like we talked about last time, he's going to throw LeBron under the bus. Yes, sir. So, I mean, black media, I feel like right now I'm happy where we're at, but I feel like we can definitely do better in that sense as well. Yeah. I mean, just to close on that thought, I'm super ecstatic about all the podcasts, all the shows, Mm -hmm. and like, whether it's athletes, entertainers, you know, people in educational spaces who are using all of the resources out there possible to like actually spread awareness and like good knowledge. And to your point, all the smoke, they typically do tell the, the player sides of the stories that right, right, right. we don't, you know, typically get to hear. Um, so like all of that stuff is amazing um, that we finally get those perspectives. I just think we need to be very particular and uh kind of guard the things that we do share like in a public light or like the things that we do say about people who have families and stuff like that because at the end of the day like you don't want nobody's kid to get made fun of in school because of something an analyst you know said about their parent like something your dad did 20 years ago and like you taking a heat for it yeah you know like that shit kind of whack but like you said, bro, it's part of the game. It's part of the job. Um, you sign yourself up for this when you put yourself in the limelight. I think Kwame Brown has the greatest IG live run probably Man, in IG live history. Bro. I really I'm subscribed to, to his YouTube channel. I gotta get in tune. <laughs> I gotta get in tune. I uh I'm trying to think who else might have had a good IG run i think kodak had a good one where he's staring at the microwave i thought that one was <laughs> hilarious tory lanes did tory lanes with um quarantine T- radio yes, was sir. real good yeah man I don't, boosie I don't you can never forget oh, boosie. boosie's a goat bro yeah bro you can never forget him boosie's the funniest boosie man he's let me not get into boosie bro it's just it's too much there too much Doug recently said boosie is the true definition of a gangster mm. He said, like, from before he went in to after he came out, like, everything about him just screamed, like, I'm a down-ass nigga, you know? And I, I sat down and I thought about it. I was like, his music, some of his music huff, but, like, Boosie is relevant and he is a thoroughbred for show for show. Boosie is really, really one of them ones. That's all I got to Yeah. That's all I'm going to say, man. I don't got nothing else to say. You could do your research, man. Boosie's really one of them people, so. Facts. Yeah, man. You opened up talking about this being Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, we always talk about taking care of our mental health, mm-hmm. how important it is just yes, to sir. be able to contribute to society. Um, what's this month mean to you? Man, so I'm someone who's had my fair share of mental health struggles since about 2012. Um, You know, I deal with anxiety. Um, I've been through depressive episodes, I can say. Um, And still kind of like maintaining that balance, you know, of like... um, 
showing up as your best self for the rest of the world but Mm -hmm. you know also like struggling with internal shit too so this month means a lot to me um and mental health in general just means a lot to me like i realize how you know we come from real traditional backgrounds like i remember trying to break down on my pops one time i'm like man you know i was in school and i was just like stressed out about shit outside of school and i didn't really know where it's coming from I'm telling my pops, you know, my dad's real school African, so he's like, "Are you are, are you getting bullied in school?" <laughs> like, and not this nigga, like, bro, I'm twenty, I'm twenty one in college, bro. Ain't, ain't a nigga gonna bully me? But he really didn't understand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He really didn't get like, and even when I try to explain to certain people, like, certain people don't understand, like, you know, it's like a chemical thing. It's like your brain just kind of doesn't perceive the world as everybody else does so i don't wake up in the morning all the time and i'm like okay i'm ready for the day i'm happy go lucky let me go you know what i'm saying do 50 jumping jacks and you know like my life isn't like that at all so i think getting people to understand that about me is difficult my way because i i present myself as somebody that's like you know like a pretty calm pretty you know, happy, smiling, mm-hmm. chill person, but you know, I'm not always like that all the time. So, I'm and right I think there we, with you. yep, and I think we spoke about this too. Like, you know, having to like recharge our like social and man, like that battery. battery. Yeah, I'm like, like I love my people, man, but it's like you know, I need time to myself too. So, just to kind of circle back, like mental health is real big for me. I feel like this month is important because. It's really about kind of addressing the stigma with mental health, um, getting people to kind of understand, like, you know, not everybody walks the same path as you. Um, people wake up and fight demons that you might not face in your life. People have past traumas that they go through. Um, and especially now with Corona and the pandemic and the stay at home and lockdown and shit, like, you know, a lot of that shit for me kind of came out to the surface. So a lot of shit I was able to kind of like bury with like you know going to work happy hours or hooping or you know what i'm saying going out on dates and shit like that like now you're kind of forced to like really sit with the shit that you suppress Mm -hmm. when you finally have to sit face to face with it you know what i'm saying that shit gets real so that's kind of my two cents what about you what does your mental health mean to you and kind of your experience with it yeah i'm not gonna repeat the same things you said because i agree wholeheartedly but just growing up in a traditional like African household, you aren't really brought up focusing on your mental health. You know, like mm-hmm. if school was tough for you, like they didn't understand because the way that they grew up, it was just like you go to school, you do your schoolwork and that's it. Like it's no extracurriculars, like you shouldn't really have to worry about what your friends are saying because at the end of the day you're going home to your family, like who matters most, like type shit. So it wasn't until I got to college that I, it was probably like my senior year in college that I kind of realized that like a lot of the anger and shit that I had inside of myself was just like built up from like not knowing how to communicate, you know, effectively or just like internal battles that I was just having with myself and began to like make me reflect way more on my childhood and like shit. I remember when I was in grade school and like after school programs, they used to make me write in journals and shit because they realized like, yo, you kind of like are an angry ass kid. This kid is nuts. <laughs> you know, so like <laughs> stuff like that that. I wish they probably would have talked to my parents more about Mm -hmm. um, or like I wish I knew how to talk to my parents about things like that at that time. And um, because, you know, things like therapy now wouldn't be solely based on like my upbringing or like the -hmm. problems that I was, you know, been facing in my life because I would have had answers to them or I would have been able to figure out the answers to them earlier on rather than being 27 years old now trying to figure out, damn, why did that hurt me when I was a kid? Mm. Um, So I think mental health awareness month is key because to your point, we have to continue to shed light on this being a serious thing. And you mean health is wealth. Ain't no wealth without health. You know, like that's a saying that me and my dad say all the time. And 
I see how he stresses over work and life, and it lets me know that that's not how I want to be. Real shit. I have like physical examples day in and day out, and now as at this big age of mine, I'm able to talk through things with my dad to help him, you know, through his stresses and stuff of that nature because of my own therapy experiences, my own reflections and shit like that. So mm. help your friends, check on your friends, send a how are you text, call for like two minutes and just be like, how's everything going? Um, shit like that matters. Uh, it means a lot because we moving around day in and day out like one thing to the next and don't really have time to just sit back i'm honestly say i'm terrible at reaching out because i'll be so locked into my own shit that i don't like putting my yeah burdens on people but it's something i'm definitely trying to get better at um and to the parents point man like from having talks with my siblings and stuff like i know that my parents definitely it probably wasn't expressed as mental health but they went through shit that they couldn't really express to other people. Like, you're expected to have your shit together, you know? So Facts. I wish my parents would go to therapy. I wish my mom right now, you know, today could see a therapist. Not because it's anything wrong with her, but just because, you know, like, it'll just give her somebody to bounce ideas Dessert. off of. You know what I'm saying? Like, church, my mom swears by church, goes to church, you know, lays her problems out to God, but... I think sometimes you need that kind of like human interaction. Be like, yo, you know, my kids are getting on my fucking nerves Man. today. Like, or, you know, my husband is being annoying or this lady at work is bothering the fuck out of me. You know what I'm saying? And my mom, you know, she'll tell me because, you know, when my mom calls me, it's never about me. My mom yeah. just want to talk. I just be like, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> my, okay, cool. Big facts. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, I wish that, you know, her generation wasn't so removed that she could be like, okay, yeah, I'd love to talk to a, ter mm -hmm. a therapist. So, I think uh, I was just about to say, bro, our parents are so religiously like strong and like dependent on it that yeah. they take the words of like the Bible and the Quran literally when it talks about like, tell all your problems to God and he'll wash them away. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, yo, unfortunately, like, yo, God, forgive me for saying this. But like, <laughs> gee, sometimes you take six weeks to give me a fucking answer. Like, word, yo, let word. me go talk to a therapist, my nigga, who studied and can just pull an answer out of a book. Hopefully not out of his ass. But like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that should have helped me so much more, you know, like, because at the end of the day. That's real shit. You're pr like, bro, I, I'm a devout Muslim now. I pray like five times a day. And it's like. I understand the power of prayer, bro, but you have to look for the signs mm -hmm. just as much as the signs are looking for you. Mm. Whereas just going, I'm just restating what I just said, bro. Whereas these therapists, bro, they went to school, they have like psych books and like, oh, you felt sad today. Like they'll be able to look up an answer for you. So I think that's the biggest value that I found in, in going to therapy is just, Knowing that I can talk to somebody who can possibly help me find the root of an issue. Because God don't talk back. That's real. That's that's powerful. And that's why my mom be trying to get me to go to church. And I'd be like, it just reminds me of uh, Boys in the Hood when um, it's a scene where I think um, Ice Cube is like, I think he asked Ice Cube, Trey's dad asked Ice Cube something about, or he's like, something about God doesn't really care about South Central, it's something to that effect. And, I, you know, I feel that way sometimes. It's like, you know, to all my religious, to all our religious viewers, you know, this ain't a knock on, you know, I respect our religions, all faiths, you know, I do believe there is a God, but it's just sometimes like, there's God and there's reality. Like, yeah, your prayers might be working for you, but it might be somebody in a situation that's like beyond fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And that person doesn't see God. They yes, see sir. reality. So, you know, something that you said I think is important is, like, sometimes you really got to get out there and, like, find the answers, too. Like, not all therapists are great. Like, I've been through, like, 50 therapists now, 51 at the moment. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's better to, like, go to someone that can actually talk to you and give you, Thanks. like, tangible advice and be like, okay, do it this way. Or maybe you should cut out doing this. Or have you tried meditating? Mm -hmm. You know, like real tangible shit you can do. Um, so I am a proponent for seeing a therapist. I'm a proponent for 
mental health. And to my brother's point, like checking on your people, it's it won't hurt to send a text every now and then. So, yeah, man. On that note, something that's been messing with my mental health has been this uh, long-standing issue um, between Israel and Palestine. Um, I'm not gonna get into it at in depth right now we will you know on our next episode have some guests um from palestinian organizations speaking to this crisis and what's actually going on but if you're unfamiliar um palestinians are basically in exile um being treated inhumanely um by israel and this i mean there's like just like America has the race, racism problem, you know, I'm generally speaking, whites hating blacks, police hating blacks. That's essentially what's going on in um, between Israel and Palestine. And it's just a, a very unfortunate circumstance and situation. And I don't think anybody outside of those two countries really knows the depths of what's going on um, because we're not there uh, day in and day out. But what I would really wanted to key in on was as Americans we have a duty and a, a job to kind of speak out against these issues primarily because the U.S. is donating like billions of dollars to Israel you know for like the next 10, 10 years or something of that nature so at there we have our own racial problems here but yet they are essentially funding a war elsewhere you know or or like the what's the word i'm looking for the fuck it but yeah <laughs> it's just not cool um we're, we all bleed the same you know we all take pisses the same like it's it's unfortunate that because somebody is of a certain ethnic group they're treated horribly you know everybody talks about how bad hamas is and things of that nature but like little do you know that there's doctors, there's store owners, there's lawyers that are part of this Hamas that's actually like providing food and, and care for these Palestinians because they cannot leave their small quarters. They're like blocked in. So I think uh, just similarly to what we always say about the problems here in America, you have to do your research, um, learn more about what's going on um, and you know, if you actually want to make a difference, do something about it and don't just read about it because um, that's what we're really trying to do. That's the whole reason we're bringing in, you know, some Palestinians to actually speak to this case so that you can learn about how you can help. What can you do from the comforts of your own home or from the comforts of your own city? Any thoughts there, Brody? I think you nailed it on the head, man. I think um, from what I've seen, you know, all I can say is like, it kind of just hurts me to see the people who aren't involved in a direct conflict get hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's what hurts me the most about it. It's like innocent bystanders, you know, ranging from, you know, store owners to women and kids. Like, you know, it's such a conflict. And we see time and time again, like, ethnic groups constantly battling yes, each sir. other. Like, Rwandans, you know this this whole situation like it's just time that it's, it's just it's it, it sucks that who or how you were born kind of dictates your life like, and people judge you based on that like that's how the world was built that's kind of how the social hierarchy is built usually like you know you know here like the darker the more or less desirable hell even in um Shit, look at India, bro. Yeah, even in, yeah, in, in Asian cultures, like, you know, like, the darker you are, like, the more rural and undesirable you are. So it's just, like, that kind of indoctrinated way of life is, like, ruined what could be a great civilization. Yes, like, we could be living in a utopia, but it's, like, greed, it's color of your skin. It's, like, how can I make one person different from another? And to your point... You know, we all sit down and take a shit the same. Like, Man. we wake up the same. Like, we all have problems. Like, you know, I'm no different than you. But because of the way I look or 
my ethnicity and the religion that I might have been born. Like, I didn't choose this shit. Like, but because I am this, therefore I'm your enemy because of that. So it's just, it sucks in that nature. And another, I mean, a lot of people have not, it hasn't had as much awareness in America, but since we're talking about Syria, uh, Israel and Palestine, I just wanted to speak about something that's going on in our own backyard. Ethiopia mm. is going through a terrible Word, war right yeah, now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like internal conflict, people are dying day in and day out. One of my best friends, my brother, has lost three family members because mm. of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, to that, to your point, bro, it's because of racial divides, religious divides, and it's, it makes no sense, bro. Like we all are, we're put on earth for the same goals and objectives like let's just accomplish that shit bro like we not doing nothing but making life harder for ourselves so and i I think my just to kind of wrap that up too i think a lot of our grievances are based on history like you know shit that's happened in the past that we had no part of you know what i'm saying like i'm sure like the you know stuff happening in ethiopia has a historical context in it um Israel, Palestine has a historical context and it's time for the new generation, like the younger, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the new guys to be like, you know what? This is how our OGs were giving it up. Let's dead that shit. Let's start over. Let's start you know over. Because just because a thousand years ago, your uncle might have murdered my uncle, that doesn't reflect the, you know, our relationship today. Nope. So like, let's do the work to get everybody on the same page. I feel like a lot of people hold on to like, you know, past, like, okay, this person did this to me, woo out the bam, so, you know, smoke for life, but... Shouldn't even be like that. Yeah, we live in a society now where it's, like, it's a lot of culture blending, like, it's time for us to really come together and kind of dead the wrongs and let's forgive each other, you know what I'm saying? It really shows some unity, get together and work with each other, so... That's what I got on that. Yeah, man, Um, on that note, unity, working together the last year... Um, since the death of George Floyd, we've kind of seen more unity amongst mm-hmm. our people. Um, unfortunately, circumstances in the world haven't changed because there's still been you no know, more police brutality. But I think uh, he, as sad as it is, George Floyd's death changed for changed a lot of things for the better. Mm. Um. It spread awareness across the world that there's these police, police, not all of them are evil. They, some of them have their own personal vendettas with people that they feel like they can just take it out on normal citizens. But um, I like the way the world's going in, in terms of black unity, Black Lives Matter. Um, rest in peace, George Floyd. Man, rest in peace, George, the most recognizable face probably, like, in America. Like, I know that face, like, I feel like I could close my eyes and draw George Floyd's face. Yeah, Just, man. like, the amount of times I've I've seen his, his picture and his image. And, you know, like, we speak on mental health. Like, you know, I was kind of going through a, not a not a rough time, but, you know, she was kind of shaky for me, and then this happened. It was like my mental health just like shot oh, down. Yeah, because I I saw the looting like in the neighborhood I was living in at the time. Like I seen people running out with shopping mm-hmm. carts and shit, and I'm just looking like, yo, this is crazy. Like I, this you know, what life is. Yeah, like just driving through it. Um, I actually think I came to see you that day. Low, Low key. key, I Low think key. I actually came to see you that day. Yes, sir. Um. But yeah, it's just kind of oh, like... Oh, I remember, because I was looking at it from outside my apartment. Yeah, yeah that shit was yeah, wild. Out the window. Yeah, yeah, facts, yeah, yeah. facts, facts. I didn't even know if I could park, because mm-hmm. motherfucking police on horses, chasing people. But anyway, like, just that whole scene is so... That whole time frame is just so, like, etched in my mind. Like, I'll never forget George Floyd and, you know, 2020, I would never forget that year. Um, and like you said... I like the way that we're trending, but we still have, like, a lot of work to do. Um, you know, there's still cases going on. Yes, sir. You know, we can get right into it. Um, I got Ronald Green, um, you know, who was murdered in, I believe, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, 49 years old. Uh, another case of police brutality. 
Um, but what's really unique in his case was, you know, there was a cover-up, like a, a directed cover-up to his death. Um, I'm not sure if you want to share anything about it. Or Man, bro, that shit just sad, bro. Like I didn't know about it until you sent it to me, honestly. I had yeah, no idea. Shout out to Megan Good. This is the type of awareness that needs to be spread. You know what I'm saying? This story... This story was covered up, like you said, for two years. Um, 2019, yep. If you have the stomach for it, I would say watch watch the video um, because you hear this man crying and pleading for his life. Right. Referring to the police as his brother. I am your brother. Right. Why are you doing this to me? You know, and I think to me when I heard that, bro, it was kind of sick because it's like, as a human being, if you hear somebody like crying out to you, like, why? How can how can you just move past their cries and not try and see what's going on? You know, same like as George Floyd crying out for his mom. You know, same thing. Tased them, you kicked them, you did all that wild shit for reasons that he don't even know. Like, it's sad. You know, we trying to not get away from all this sad and heavy material but we we have to use our platform to talk to you about what's going on in this world um we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we weren't spreading awareness about fucked up police brutality and i'm not one of those people saying that all police are evil because i know good police officers shit the other day like during ramadan i was talking to one because he said you and your father look like kings we was in our fits you feel me so like started conversations they're there are some nice ones out there. This is these evil ones that make it hard, you know, that make it scary for you to get pulled over by a police officer. Like, I was just talking to my sister about that. Like, getting pulled over is like, I wish I could get pulled over and not have to go through the process of, damn, let me FaceTime somebody so I don't get, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the fact that that's a part of, like, what we have to teach our kids now is insane and what we have to go through is insane. And man, I just, to Ronald Green, man, rest in peace to my brother's point. I think it's really important that we do kind of speak on this. I know like a lot of our topics have been like super heavy, um, but you know, that's kind of the state of the world and we'd be remiss not to talk about that shit. Cause we are black men. Like we'd be crazy not to talk about this shit. shit we go through this shit every day, to be honest. I'm saying though, and, <laughs> and 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 like to your point in the video, like the man is pleading out, saying like I'm your brother. Why are you doing this to me? Blah blah blah. You know they told his family that he died in a car, car crash, <laughs> and when body cam footage came, you could see officers audibly saying like, you know, we had to beat the shit out of him. You know, we got his blood all over us. I hope he doesn't Man. have AIDS. Yes. Like, oh, I forgot about that comment. Yeah, like, 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 I'd be crazy. We'd be crazy to sit up here and not say anything about that. Like, you know, it could have been like, say there weren't body cams, you know, say that there wasn't someone there to record George Floyd saying like, these are cases that would have been just another file in the cabinet. Boom. And that's that. Like, you would never know. And these motherfuckers would be collecting their paychecks, mm -hmm. going to work every day, acting like they're the most outstanding or upstanding officers when they're really pieces of shit who murdered a man and are trying to go back to work and cover up for each yes, other sir. without taking any accountability. And ensure that they get their fucking pension. Right, bro. And and it's, it's sick, man. Like, you know, like if you, you're a police officer, I feel like you should have some type of like morality to you. Like, Just you a bit. You, you didn't sign up to be a, poli a police officer to to be fucking uh, um, training day type cop. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have a moral compass. Like, you killed a man. Tell the truth. That's Tell not truth. That's, yeah, that's not a lot to ask. Like, the man died. Like, y'all trying to cover up for each other because you know what you did was wrong. That's all I got to say about that. Rest uh, in peace. It's interesting that you mentioned... Uh you know, the thought process of, like, if I get pulled over, do I have to FaceTime somebody? Should I call somebody? Loki made me think about a lot of these modern-day TV shows that are, like, set in current times. Mm -hmm. If you pay attention to them, whenever, like, a black girl or a black man is getting pulled over, they intentionally make sure that they make a phone call, like, to a loved one. You know, so, like, 
to me crazy it's in the so now it's in the media and now it's like even more out there you know and I, i was just saying that to piggyback off your point of this is what we're going to have to teach our kids you know but thankfully the media is I guess doing a good job and you know beating us to it by showing these kids showing these viewers like hey this is what you should do when you know you get pulled over by a cop right especially if you're a young black male or a young black woman you know like so uh it's a crazy where we live in man oh I also wanted to say the reason why we have to do our job of spreading this awareness is because there are places silencing us like the Tokyo Olympics just announced that oh, yeah, facts. you know there is no Black Lives Matter support or protesting allowed during the Olympics like I get it you know there are other countries out there who may not fuck with that Bang but it's like damn shit. gee like well, we coming for the go I hope Team ESA smoke all them niggas man honestly literally and figuratively but yeah, it's 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 been we appreciate you guys for rocking with us, man. It's been a tough six to seven months of just like, you know, seems like bad news. Exactly, exactly. Like, and I don't think it's easy for us to have to come up here and sit and talk about it because it's almost like we're reliving the shit. You man. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to talk about a black man getting pulled out of a car. You know, I like that. I would rather talk about some funny shit. Yeah. I'd rather talk about Kwame Brown. I'd rather talk about Stephen A. I'd rather talk about you know whatever viral tiktok is going Going, on but it's like this is the reality we live in and now that we're kind of in the pandemic like we're forced to kind of see this shit face to face we gotta sit in it for real but to our opening point the world is opening back up hopefully like we have way more interesting and light-hearted content for the people's man and y'all get to see another side of us that you know, you haven't been seeing all the time. I feel like they really just be getting our serious. <laughs> real you know, serious topics. Our educated side. But yeah. for those of y'all who know us, you know that this isn't us majority of the time. We this guy's actually around. a fucking <laughs> case, man. I love Dooley. Um, Dooley be saying the off the wall shit that you really can't say on camera. But hey, somebody got to say it. I mean, that's why I love him, though. You shit. Know, so. My mama told me, as long as you being respectful, say what you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, man, appreciate y'all. My brother just wrapped it up for us. What's Gem House seven Studios. Down? Seven down. This will be number seven. Seven, seven down. Oh. Tune in for more, man. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all.